Hi everyone, welcome back to the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Sarah. I'm Pooja. And I'm Harshini. And this is a podcast where we talk about books, our thoughts about them. Well, first some quick summaries and then our thoughts about them. And um, so you can see if you want to read this book too, or if you just want to hear us talk. So this week we read Certain Dark Things by Silvia Marino Garcia. And Pooja is going to give us a little summary about the book without spoilers. All right. Okay. So um, this book is in the theme of, you know, spooktober, you know, Halloween, October, that kind of, we wanted to get those kind of vibes. Also, um, since September was Latinx Heritage Month, um, we wanted to kind of uh, read something by a Latinx author. So um, Sarah actually chose Certain Dark Things by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. Um, okay, so this book uh, is kind of, we're following four to five different characters. I think one chapter is kind of like two joint characters, but we're mainly focused on two characters, Domingo and Atal. So Domingo is this young human man um, through some series of circumstances ends up kind of becoming friends with this uh, person named Atal, who is actually a female vampire. Um, so we're in this society where vampires are, they exist, they're kind of all over the world, um, but they have been exiled from many different countries. So they're now kind of like, you know, in like leading hidden lives. Uh, and the entire story takes place in Mexico, specifically Mexico City, where vampires are basically outlawed. Um, and Atal is here in Mexico City trying to escape you know, um, her, her family has been killed. So she's trying to escape those people um, who have killed her family. So she is kind of on the run and Domingo is helping her. We also are following these other characters, Rodrigo and Nick um, and Anna. Um, so Rodrigo is kind of like the human sidekick to this other vampire named Nick, um, who's like of a different kind of vampire than Atal. So Atal is a Thawi Pushtin vampire um, who is kind of like native to Mexico and then Nick is a vampire who's kind of like uh, his ancestry is European um, and Rodrigo is kind of like Nick's human you know sidekick slash helper person um, and then so they're kind of trying to track down Atal because you know they she you know insulted Nick in some sort of way. And then we're also following this other character named Anna, who's a human police officer, who's also kind of like a vampire hunter. And she's also trying to trace down Nick and Atal, um, because as I mentioned earlier, vampires are kind of outlawed from Mexico City. Um, so yeah, the entire story is kind of like following all these characters and how their kind of like lives end up intersecting and how they kind of end up meeting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a basic summary. Now I'm going to hand it off to Harshini to share some of her thoughts, spoiler-free thoughts, on um, certain dark things. I was going to say, I don't know. I mean, I think there are definitely some spoilers, like I guess the ending. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, I'm less worried about spoilers with this book because I feel like 
there, I don't know, there's, there's a lot going on in general. As you heard from Pooja's summary, there are so many characters, and these are just the main characters. There's also other, like, smaller side characters, and I found that it was a bit hard to get into this book in the beginning. Um, I don't know, I was kind of thinking... You know, I haven't read about vampires since high school, but this is, you know, more of a adult, like, it's a different kind of um, vampire mythology because I think, you know, there's a lot of more basic vampire stories where it's usually European, I think, or, like, you know, they're descended from um, Europe, but this was definitely a more interesting take on different types of vampires. I thought that was pretty cool once I understood it but I did not I could not keep track of all the characters in the beginning and I was really confused about who Nick and Rodrigo were and I confused Domingo with Rodrigo because they sounded similar and in the beginning I think it took me a while to um, really get the different stories straight and understand um, exactly what was going on because I understood you know, Atul and um, Domingo meeting her and that whole thing kind of made sense. And I, I would say that's like, you know, pretty central to the story. In general, I would rate this book three stars. I think it was a solid read once I got into it. I definitely read the ending much more quickly and I realized the chapters weren't that long. I was just taking a while to get through them. But a lot of the things that I thought I didn't like about the book in the beginning, I was like, by the end, I just had to like sit down and read for a bit. But um, I think the things that I didn't like were just, it's not, it wasn't like my kind of book, I think. Really focused more so on Atul trying to get away from these like vampires that were hunting her as well as the cop that was hunting her and again it was it was a kind of thing where I think if it was a movie maybe it would have been more interesting but um if it also had a little bit more of I think it had a lot of the vampire mythology stuff but I don't know if some things were different maybe I would have rated it a little bit higher but at, at the end I still feel like this was you know I I wasn't like shut the book I hated this book so that's why I would still like solidly give it three stars but Sarah you chose the book how what did you think of it um so I would also rate it probably around a three stars I I don't know I had a lot of high hopes for this book but I it was like a bit difficult for me to get into it I mean I listened to it on audible while I was in lab and there were definitely times where I was like I'd rather just like listen to my music or like do listen to something else instead of this book because I'm just not super engaged in it I think I think it had I don't know I think like kind of what you said it has a lot of potential if it like went a little bit differently so like I was in the like when I read the description I was like so excited because well I've never read a book about vampires and it had Aztecs 
like in it and I was like oh like I like this interesting like clash of things and then that was like <laughs> not a huge I mean it was kind of part of the book but also like it wasn't really a focal point like I thought it would be and I feel like the book moved slow like when I think I <laughs> I did listen to it over like a long period of time but I I don't know when I think about what happened it was like I don't did, did stuff happen <laughs> like I don't know like I, I feel like if it was more like action-packed and more like um seeing like more about her escape and less about the relationship between Atul and Domingo I think I would have liked it more like towards the end I was also like really into it because they were moving and things were happening um so yeah I'd rate it a three it has potential it's not an awful book that I was like mad that I had to listen to but it wasn't something I was super excited about and I as for recommending it to someone I guess if you like vampire books but vampire books that are not fast paced like more slow and more like into the characters and developing them then it might be a good fit for you I personally would probably not recommend it to anyone I know as as and say it's like a book I thoroughly enjoyed what about you Pooch this might be the first time in useless doctors book club history <laughs> where we all have the same rating for a book <laughs> Um, I also would rate this book three stars. Um, and for a lot of the reasons that both of you shared, um, Harshini, I agree. Like if this movie, if this book was a movie, I might have been more intrigued in it. Um, Sarah, I agree with you. The pacing was a little bit off for me. I thought I expected, considering it was like, kind of like, you know, gave off these adventurous vibes or whatever. I thought like the entire book, I would be like, you know, holding my breath, full on suspense or something like that, which in this case, it wasn't. And for a vampire book, I expected more horror or thriller aspects, which I don't think were really in this book at all. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like it was a horror or thriller type of book, which might've been just my expectation going into this. Um, and uh, maybe I had the wrong expectation um, because maybe it wasn't even meant to be like that. Um, my main qualm with this book is actually just the fact that this book is too short to have so many perspectives and, you know, like to even like flesh out the plot as well. It, it would, if it was like maybe a hundred pages longer, it might've done it justice um, because like by the end, you don't really even know like what, is really motivating any of these characters very well. Um, you're still kind of confused as to, you know, like why would they do that? Or like, what is really their deal? Or like, what was really happening? I'm not really sure. So I really think that like, maybe even a hundred more pages of this book could have actually helped fleshed out a lot of the motivations of all of these characters and um, just like help the plot and maybe even like added more like action or thrillery, horror-y elements or whatever. Um, 
but yeah, if I would recommend this, um, I would recommend this if, um, if you are interested, first of all, if you're a fan of Silvia Moreno Garcia in general, I would recommend this. I know that this author has like several other books that are kind of of this like, you know, horror slash gothic elements, um, particularly their book Mexican Gothic, which came out recently is like one of the like kind of a similar, maybe similar vibe. I think that's a little bit more of a mystery. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of this author, I would definitely recommend. If you're a fan of vampire books in general, I'm not really sure. I think this is like an interesting take because as Harshly mentioned, a lot of the vampire books, I think that are like commonly referred to in the like public, I guess, are more like Western oriented or like a specifically like North American or European, not necessarily like in the South, in South America or anything. Um, so, and when I'm talking about North American, I mean, specifically like the US, not necessarily um, like even another country, North America. Um, but yeah, so if you, if you are interested in vampire stories and you wanna read something that has a little bit of a different spin on it than what you maybe normally read, I would definitely recommend. However, if you're looking for like a classic vampire type of story or like something that was like mystery thriller, I don't think this is maybe up your alley. Um, but yeah, that is my, that is my spoiler free review. Yeah, I totally forgot. Even when you said, oh, this is the book we chose for like October slash like Hispanic Heritage Month. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about the, um, the mystery. I, I guess for me, I wasn't expecting much mystery or thriller from this book because I just assumed vampires it's just in that category of like I don't know I, I don't know how much people associate vampires with like Halloween and stuff but I, I guess it's like okay uh, just saying yes of course I guess yes but um I, I wasn't still expecting to be scared necessarily because it's just one of those you know supernatural creatures but you know it, it would take a lot for me well I don't know I, I didn't see that as the position of this story from the like description but I also would say there are some like gory parts of it you know it's like vampires so they're, they're drinking blood they're you know attacking people so there's definitely that element of it but yes I would say no no mystery thriller kind of in the in the vein that we I guess all three of us really like so yeah I would similarly only recommend to I don't know I'm like <laughs> I don't know why I associate I like kept comparing this book to like the Twilight series and I was like yeah there's there's romance and then there's vampires and I would definitely say this is still different because there is the element of heard um Atul trying to get away which is you know more central to the story I would say but it's still more in that romance and vampire mythology camp which yeah is not why is why I would not necessarily you know read the book if I knew all of that it's not my favorite thing but I would also say like I don't I don't think it's spoiler at all because basically in the end there was this whole part where um 
or I don't know actually since both of you listened to the audiobook if you saw this but in the book there was like a little dictionary or I don't know like reference point of all the different types of vampires and stuff I was like, I don't know if there's like another book or something, but there were, it was so interesting because it had like, you know, like Indian vampires and like all all these different definitions. And I'm like, where is this from? Like, is this actually mythology? Like, I, I was actually confused, but I think that would be really cool to explore more of the different types of vampires. So like, so, like slight tangent <laughs> but I, for some reason, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but for some reason, today I googled like witches, <laughs> like just generally, and there's so much like folklore and like history of witches in so many different countries, right? Like I feel like growing up in the US, you're specifically only thinking about witches like like the Salem witch trials or like, you know, like American folklore or whatever, or maybe like European folklore. But then there's like so many like, like terms and everything for like, and like stories, folklore stories of like witches in across the world. So like, you know, like including India, including like, you know, several countries in the global South. Um, and like, there's so many different interesting stories about them. So I was like, you know what, like, where can I find a documentary exploring all of these witches folklore <laughs> stories or something? So that I found this YouTube video where they're like explaining like, the mythology behind like witches and like these other random stories. So I don't know. There's like so much interesting stuff. I'm like, where can I find some novels talking about these stories about like these different types of vampires or these different types of witches and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this book, I mean, it definitely has those different types of vampires, but that wasn't at all central to the story. It was more, the characters you know and their own motivations um but another point I had responding to Pooja's earlier point about you know it was too short for all of these characters that's exactly how I felt I felt like I kind of understood their motivations but it was almost like I don't even understand the point of this character being included in the book because it doesn't feel like they added that much to the story so yeah, but any other thoughts that are not spoilers? Okay, let's move into the spoiler part of the podcast. So if you would like to read this book, please pause the podcast now. But if not, or if you've already read the book, here are our spoiler thoughts and reviews and questions and qualms. Sarah, do you want to start us off? Uh, okay, I start off with my biggest question, which is like, I don't understand how all of a sudden, like maybe I missed something, but how all of a sudden she's like into Domingo. Like, she like was irritated she was honestly in my opinion pretty mean to him like uncalled for mean and then all of a sudden she's like 
I'm in love with him. I do anything for him. I die for him. <laughs> I was like, when did it like do a complete 180? And then like it wasn't like to me, it didn't seem gradual. It seemed like, oh, okay, oh, like all of a sudden they are in a relationship and not friends anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you guys thought. <laughs> I see Pluto's really nodding at me <laughs> to Sarah's point. I mean, I definitely thought it was kind of, I don't know, first of all, with the whole, once, you know, it was clear that, you know, in the story, Domingo was really attracted to her, but also, you know, there was potential there. I was like, I don't know if I want them to end up together. But at the same time I did, I was like, okay, this is like kind of cute, but I don't know. I, I wanted the story to not be focused on that. I wanted it to have more to it. But I think, I don't know. I, I do remember there were points at which she said like, you know, I really like, she, she kind of went back and forth in her head where she was like, yeah, like he's dispensable. I don't need him. Like, you know, but then you kind of see that she over time starts to care for him a little more i do agree still that there's a difference between like caring for someone as like oh i just like like you as a friend to like oh like i like you as a boyfriend like i think there there was the jump there personally i feel like was a little much but i also yeah i i do think she could have done more work there but it wasn't as big of a point for me I guess because I I could see in some ways how it was more that you know she also also never really had a relationship so I think even just the fact that they spent or I don't know actually I don't know maybe maybe she has it wasn't clear what her history was romantically but I think the time that they were spending together and all of that I was like okay like I guess. I just expected that it was going to happen, so I guess I wasn't as mad. <laughs> but what about you, Pooja? I, okay, I had, like, I, in all of, like, most of my notes are about this relationship. Because, like, on one hand, like, first of all, I definitely think this is a toxic relationship because Atul and Domingo, like, it's an interesting dynamic, I guess, because Atul wants to drink Domingo's blood, but Domingo likes her and, like, has full faith that she'll never kill him, that she'll, like, never hurt him in any way. And, like, and then, like, Atul has this, like, growing attraction to him. But, like, she also wants to drink his blood. Like, every time she got near him, it would be, like, mm, he smells, like, I want to drink his blood or whatever. And I was, like, dude, this is, like, toxic. Like, he needs to get out of this relationship as soon as possible. But on my other hand, I also thought that, like, Domingo was so like it's so clear that Domingo is 17 years old like first of all like he's so he falls so fast for Atul like he is just such a kid like he's so he's a teenager and it makes sense that he would like be so willing to just like give up his entire life for this woman slash vampire <laughs> and like he just like doesn't think anything through like he just has like blind faith he's so naive like it's so obvious and the thing is like Atul being like older like she is like older than him even in like human years or whatever but like uh, in addition to her vampire years or whatever I feel like she just just 
kind of taking advantage of the fact that like he was just so willing to just like give himself up like that and i also thought that like this was even more clear at the end when like she just ends up she just is like okay yeah like i know you put your life on the line for me and everything like that but like we have to stop here we have to part ways like i know this is very dangerous for you blah 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 whatever but like i just felt like the entire their entire relationship was just her taking advantage of his naivete or like the fact that he was a 17 year old kid who like was you know basically had like a terrible childhood and was just like looking for someone to like you know need him around or someone who was nice to him and like gave him something like food shelter whatever it was and like she essentially just took you know just like took advantage of it and I was like cool poor Domingo <laughs> by the end of the book I was, that was my assessment <laughs> but yeah yeah I feel like yeah one thing that bothered me a lot in the book was like how like how manipulative it was because it it wasn't even like just that she was she wanted him for his blood but also like he was just like being nice and friendly and then she'd get like pissed at him and he'd be like he'd forgive her so quick i feel like if someone yelled at me that many times i'd be like bye like i'm not coming back <laughs> yeah i don't it like uh i got so pissed off with the relationship because i didn't like <laughs> i don't like either of the characters so and then i don't like them together either and i was like uh both of you shut up and just leave mexico city <laughs> i don't know it like it irks me. I probably more than it should have, but it really irks me. Yeah, I agree with this whole, like, with your point about, like, not liking any of the characters. Like, I genuinely, throughout the book, the only character I liked was Bernardino, the really old vampire. He was the only good one, honestly. Like, he told it to you straight. He was straightforward. He knew, like, he he knew Domingo and Atal wouldn't end well. And he even warmed both, both of them. He was just like, guys, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is not a good idea. And then, and then like, he's the one who came in clutch at the end anyway. So, honestly, he's the only good one. Everyone else, terrible. <laughs> I agree. It's a, maybe her dog. Maybe I like that character, but like he couldn't talk, so not that. The dog hard. was good. The dog deserved better. Honestly, yeah, he really the dog did. deserved better. He was a good dog. He was. It's a good well. dog. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't have that many as many problems with the the characters as you did, but I'm I'm curious, like how much I don't know because I I definitely remember the reports with where she was mean to him and stuff but I wonder if the audiobook because you both listened to the audiobook gave you a more of a sense of how she was acting because I don't know I also I feel like read quickly so I kind of gloss over some of these things but I feel like I didn't at least I also don't even remember as much of her being as mean to him but um I didn't I just felt bad for Domingo too like overall and I feel like that's why I was kind of more okay with it because they were both like lonely people and I feel like I kind of justified it in my head as 
Yeah, yeah, I totally agree that I don't think Domingo got anything out of this other than, like, that affection and stuff, which, yeah, I, I agree is manipulative, especially, like, I think she knew that and, you know, brought him into this whole situation knowing his character, but I also think, you know, there's this homeless dude who really like even his friends I don't know I mean actually do you remember I forget his name but that guy <laughs> that I thought I was like wow you're really betraying this friend who helped you out and he was oh, like it was yeah like Quinto. Quinto yeah Quinto yeah. yeah this other guy helped him out but he literally threatened him into helping Otel when she was super sick and was like yeah otherwise I'm gonna have this dog bite your head off or something like that <laughs> like that is that is a lot for some girl that you just met and I don't know I don't know what he was thinking because I feel like it was a good decision that she ultimately left him because even though you know like I get it in terms of first of all I, I didn't think like they should end up together fully but also I was like yeah I mean it's still it's still going to be dangerous, I think. So it's kind of keeping him out, even though he's been through all this dangerous stuff. I feel like it's like cutting it off at that certain point and letting him stay where he, you know, has lived his whole life. But at the same time, I don't think he has anyone else to go. To. Like, I, I don't know how this poor kid is going to survive now. But... Yeah, I mean, like, I I also thought, like, I think part of my, like, one thing I would like more from this book, it was um, getting more introspection into Atul's, like, head. I feel like that would have helped me maybe sympathize with her a little bit more. Because I know we, like, get her perspective, but a lot of her perspective is, like, focused on, like, her sister um, who like dies before the book even begins um, and like her like comparing herself to her sister like oh my sister would have known like how to deal with the situation I don't know anything or whatever but I feel like maybe if we got a little bit more of her like thought process when it came to Domingo I think maybe I would have like I, I, I definitely would have liked that more I would have like maybe sympathized more I would have understood where she was coming from more and I feel like that was lacking um because like we just didn't get a lot but I also thought like going back to the idea of like if this was a movie I definitely think like I would have thought this was like an entertaining movie like I would have thought like oh Asa's like this cool girl boss like she <laughs> she's like you know killing people <laughs> and like you know like using her like knife skills in a cool way or something she like turns to a bird or something and I'm like oh that's cool like <laughs> Yeah, I would have I would have liked to see I don't know. If if the, I thought the cover looked so good like of like the book cover, so I was like, you know, maybe the movie would look great. <laughs> Can we get this movie? Can someone make certain dark things movie version, please? I'd watch it. Yeah, I feel like also action is just generally I don't know, I haven't really read that many I guess I have kind of but like I don't know I think whenever there's a fight scene it's more interesting to see it played out in a in a movie format but yeah 
I'm reading my notes. I I, had I did not make good notes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I had a question actually. Um, so like you know like the, so there's this whole subplot in this book where like this police officer is trying to like track track down Nick and Othel right because like their you know ongoing war between them is causing like um unrelated human beings to die because like they're like feeding off of these human beings or these human beings are dying like um like as a in addition to like them with, with like they're fighting these human being, human beings are dying so like this police officer gets involved and like she is kind of helped out by this like human gang that runs in mexico called i think they're called the red crimsons or the blood crimsons something crimson i i forgot i think it's red crimson it's red crimson okay yeah so like red crimsons are like trying to track down these people but see like i didn't understand their motivation either because like in like the way that they explained it was like the red crimsons why are they trying to get the vampire these two vampires out of here it's like oh because like this is a va- non-vampire city so we need to get rid of these two vampires but it's like yo but like doesn't this gang red crimsons don't they also kill people like the, like literally two people have died and they're like going to the police willing to work with the police and like let a police officer in on their entire you know operation and like meet everyone in this gang just to get rid of these two vampires but then they're like i was like these people are acting as if they're like the greatest people on earth like no like you also have done terrible things in this community or whatever and like that police officer like anna is like also talking about this like yo like you <laughs> this gang has caused so many deaths too like i understand why they're acting like all like self-righteous like oh yeah you know the vampires are the worst ones we're we're all right we don't do anything we we help our community and i was like that is some nonsense um i feel like it's more of a I, I don't really remember much about like the whole game like i know that was a big part of book but I don't remember as much of it um but I also feel like when I read about that I was like okay I feel like this is more you know the gangs are obviously made of people and like vampires are stronger so they don't want vampires to like necessarily take over this area because it's not necessarily about like oh you're killing people but it's more about like we want to have the power in this. I feel like that's a lot of like, you know, gangs fighting about like having control over a certain area. And it's like, we cannot fight vampires. <laughs> like none of us can win. So we are going to work together to make sure they're, they're not in our city. So I, I took it more like that. Yeah, that's kind of how I took it. I mean, I kind of agree, like, well, I don't know. I think Red, I was confused because, like, Red Crimson has all this information about Nick and Otto, but they don't know how to kill a vampire. Like, I feel like if you know enough to know these people, I mean, I guess it's not bound to be, but, like, like, even the police don't know that, so, like, Oh, like, I feel like 
I don't know. Maybe it's not a given, but I just thought maybe they're not a good gang. Like they don't know how to Google search properly. <laughs> I guess, but also like they literally knew like who, who was responsible for that the killing of the girl at the nightclub and it was like if you knew it was Nick, then shouldn't you also have the power to know where Nick is? Cuz I don't know. Maybe it's not a given. I just was I like mean, like going off of that point, like Rodrigo spends the entire book trying to track down Atal, but this gang knows where Atal is like literally in two minutes or something. Like they have her address. Like the police officer knows where Atal is. And I'm like, this guy whose entire job it is to like find this one person in Mexico City can't find her, but the police officer easily can now it's like rodrigo is useless also like he doesn't know what he's doing either yeah i would say i mean i don't know i don't think this is a good reasoning but in rodrigo's defense i feel like and that's why like crimson was trying to work with like the gang was trying to work with anna because they're like we need police resources i do feel like the police has a lot of information and like can get it quickly but also given that they, like, you know, had, because Othel was scared of leaving Mexico City by any form of transportation because they have people stationed everywhere, like, in, in that kind of world, like, I, I definitely feel like they could have figured it out more quickly because also, yeah, I was shocked that she was just living in this apartment for, I don't know how long it was, but, like, more than a week. And I was like, has, has no one figured this out? I mean, even if you leave through the back, I feel like it's not that hard to find one person. I don't, I don't think she disguises herself well enough. And also, I think her dog is really big. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a, and that was, I think, quality was a big part of how they found where she was and connected her with Domingo. But still, it's like, I feel like I agree. Nick and Rodrigo could have done a better job. They were, especially Nick, was, I feel like, pretty useless. He was. But you know what? Like, this other thing, based on this conversation, you know what I was just thinking? In this book, like, in other, like, vampire novels, right? Like, normally the vampires have, like, these, like, super cool, like, superpower type of things. In this book, I genuinely thought, like, I thought... I was like, I don't know, like maybe there's, I think their superpower is one, like they can live a really long time. Um, and like, but two, like they, I don't know, like they maybe like that you can't use like normal weapons on them or something, but like you could obviously kill them. Like you could, like Otto was very seriously injured by those like silver bullets or whatever. And then like, she was about to die unless like someone came in and like she got received medical attention. But I was like, okay, so like it is like, you could kill them. But like, it's not like she had like a superpower to run quickly, or like invisibility or like, you know, some other superpower that I'm not thinking of right now. But like, what is their superpower? I don't understand. Like they, they can live long. That's their superpower. Is that it? I They did say they were good warriors, but I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, if a human being like took a lot of training, they could also be a good <laughs> warrior. <laughs> like what's so special about this? 
Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's also, yeah, I think they're oh. just harder to kill. I don't remember exactly what the, oh my god, I already forgot how to say, Othel's vampire type. Plaupuchti. Plaupuchtin, I think. Plaupuchtin. Well, Pooja said. I don't remember what their special kind of you know trait was because that's something in the end of the book they I think lay it out pretty clearly but definitely Bernardino is the most powerful vampire he's like this revenant which can even like can take life force out of you um, out of humans and even vampires so they're like scary vampires even to other vampires and then they can also breathe life back into you, which was super cool. I was like, all right. And he, I think he could also read minds, um, which I feel like those, not necessarily like the breathing life into people, but reading minds is, I think, definitely a vampire, you know, yeah. power I've heard of before. Running fast, which I don't, I think they are faster. Like, I feel like their senses are more heightened maybe I don't know but um I think the necros type of vampire is also like stronger I I don't know if that is entirely true but like I definitely know Othel was like yeah I'm I'm not as strong as Megan Rodrigo but I agree that I I feel like it honestly was kind of nice that they didn't have super amazing powers because it kind of made it more believable that they would you know exist in society and it's like they're just a different species but they do live a lot longer but it's not like they are completely immortal so I, I did like that part of it because obviously if vampires are immortal I feel like there's a lot like you know no one's gonna win in this battle between Nick and um Othel and you know Nick and Rodrigo and his family and Othel so I, I did like that part, but yeah, I, I also think, you know, they they didn't have many great powers. They they also had the power of regeneration and flying. Yes. Oh no, I think just Adol could fly because like she turned into the bird. I think that's like her specific like vampire. Uh, uh, the type of vampire she was like could turn into birds like I don't think Nick could turn into bird Nick could turn into a bird um but yeah but he had like some other special thing where like he could oh he could do mind control okay wait maybe okay. maybe they did have cool powers but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. hypnotize the person like if I he don't sucks your blood or whatever he can hypnotize you to like do whatever he wants yeah I don't I don't think that was just him though I think that is a van like I think Otto also did that to Domingo well actually I don't know if no, it's only his kind um, yeah because that's what she was saying was super dangerous because she he could do that to her if he wanted mm, to okay um, which is like i think his plan because he was like oh i want to have some like fun with her by the way nick was the worst like hands down of all the books we ever read he was the worst person maybe ryle comes in close second yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> it ends with us, but like 
Nick was honestly, I was like, who is this man? Like, can he, like, he was just so annoying, like, and he was so mean and he was like, you know, definitely abusive in some sort of way. Um, but I was not a fan. He was the worst. But anyway, back to the vampire superpower thing. I think they definitely, I guess they did. I think maybe yeah. I was just unimpressed with Otto's ability to turn into a bird. <laughs> I was like, that's it? That's what you're going to do? Yeah, I feel like they didn't, I mean, they like, she talked about how she had wings later on. So I feel like she didn't use it that much. But also I get that it's not the easiest thing to get your wings out of your clothes. But, um, so she... So there was this whole concept of a Renfield. So she kind of made Domingo her Renfield, which I guess is not not necessarily the mind control thing. It's more of like being tied to another person, like to a human, between vampire and human. And that was also, you know, she gave some of her blood to him. And that way, at certain points, you saw how Domingo kind of, like saw her memories of her killing a bunch of people and was like oh you did kill people <laughs> like you lied to me <laughs> and yeah it's like you lied to me but I still love you because <laughs> you won't kill me you'll just kill other people but then like Domingo totally kills for her like he, he killed some during those like ending scenes i remember he like killed someone who was like so shocked with himself but then he was like oh but like atel's okay so it's fine and i'm like oh god he's such a 17 year old it's so annoying <laughs> do you, you all mentioned things being different about the book and i think we talked a little bit about it but was there anything else that you were like this was different either like if this was true or if this was false like you would like it better i i I gotta think about it but for sure nick and otto's relationship i wish it was different it was i wish it was more of a give and take and me go and otto what did I say? You said Nick and <laughs> I was like, Nick and Otto, you don't want anything from that. They shouldn't even know each other. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, I I, I wish um, Domingo and Otto's relationship was different in that it was not as degrading for Domingo. And I wish... I wish there was more action. Like, I wish they got out of Mexico City and then went somewhere else. And then it was like a, a new type of adventure instead of being stuck in Mexico City. But, I mean, I guess these are pretty big changes. Um, I'm not sure what else I would switch. I would probably want to hear more about the, I guess she did go into it a little bit, like more about the Aztec background and then what happened, like how it was like with her family and like her life back then. Yeah, I agree. I think like if I agree with the whole like 
um domingo and atel thing like if they had if they just stayed friends throughout the entire book i think i would have liked it better rather than because like it just felt like more manipulating him because he liked her it felt more like that because of like how their relationship ended up i also wish like kind of what you said sarah was like i wish it wasn't them just constantly running like i wanted them to like maybe like team up with the bernardino or something and like get like a full takedown of like the necros or something like i was like i'm at some point i thought like is this like a series like is there a second book where like finally everyone gets together and they like take down the necros or like you know they get rid of nick and all of his family or something who are like wreaking havoc on the region but yeah i was expect i wanted more i guess i wanted um atel and domingo's like partnership or whatever to like really work to like take down something it because the entire book was just them like running from here to running to there to running somewhere else and blah blah, blah and like hiding 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 and i was like no like come on fight them or do something or whatever um so that's kind of if that which is again like basically what i'm asking is i want a second book <laughs> for like all of these things to happen which is a you know big ask um the other thing that i kind of wanted to like like just like briefly get some of your input on this is like um so uh, we hear some of like Otto's background right but I personally didn't think we heard enough like I we get like little snippets of like her relationship with her mom her relationship with her like sister her relationship with like her dad or something and like she comes from like a line of like warrior princesses so like the women in this tribe this vampire tribe were like the people who were like the actual like soldiers and like they were the ones who were trained and everything whereas like the men were the ones who were like i think they were like into healing or something like she mentioned something about her father being able to like see into the future and like being a healer of sorts or something along those lines so it was just like i wanted i feel like i we barely got any of that like i know she did end up going into detail a little bit but like i think there could have been more of an emphasis on like how that kind of shapes how Othel views her current situation and like even even the whole thing of like nick's nick like end up like killing her entire family i feel like that was like glossed over so quickly like i, I was like no that's like a very important <laughs> that's like very important <laughs> we should not gloss over this like and then like i think like atla retaliates and that's like you know a big no-no on her sister's side and like there's like this whole scene where atla is explaining like yeah like he just like cut off my mom's head and shipped it to me or something and i was like why are we like fast forwarding through this <laughs> like let's not fast forward let's like really dwell on this and like like i guess like talk about how that has impacted you as like a vampire or like you know whatever um but yeah i just wanted to know like what what your thoughts were yeah yeah i i wish we had more background because i don't know like the whole situation is based on what happened in the past and i feel like she really like gloss over that part because like every time it was like when Domingo asked questions she was always like he won't understand like I don't want to get into it and stuff and I was just like 
I wish it wasn't like that. I wish you'd like go in depth and so you can like understand where she's coming from and understand why there's this tension between the two um, vampire clans and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it was really brushed over and just like taken to the reader will accept this. Yeah. I feel like as you all were talking, I was thinking, I feel like instead of having, I don't know, I, I guess like Domingo's side characters, I don't know, they're, they're there, but especially Anna and like the whole gang situation, instead of having all of those characters, it would have been better to have a part of the story actually like taking place. Um when either she was really young or giving some more um, kind of depth into her background as actually introducing us to the characters and that like her family as characters and understanding like that I think that would have given a little bit more of the background of you know what like her vampire tribe was like I feel like all of that would have set up the story better it was kind of like I think what you know y'all are saying is it's like you give a little like quick like here's the problem and then you like sit in the how are we solving how are we getting out of this situation for so long and especially I feel like the beginning of the book is very much you know you're just trying to understand who the characters are but like Sarah had mentioned before nothing is really happening you know Nick and Rodrigo are trying to find Othel like I don't know, nothing much happens other than the characters all meet each other. So I feel like that all could have been removed and there could have definitely been more to, you know, the setting up how we got here. Um, and yeah, as far as like future books, I definitely kind of thought, like I was really confused by the end. I was like, there another book? Like I really thought there could be. Um, I guess I... I'm pretty sure Nick died, right? I know there was a point where I remember in the beginning, like, or not the beginning, like towards the end, but not the very end. It was like she like shot through his jaw, like his jaw was hanging off or something like that. And I was like, he's dead. But then Rodrigo was talking to him. And I was like, oh, he's not dead. But um, yeah, I think he finally died. Rodrigo definitely died. Yeah, I think Bernardino ends up like sucking the life out of Nick and then like became a little bit younger and everything. And then he like gave some of that life back to Othel. And I was like, Bernardino coming in clutch per usual. Literally, this man just like gave up his house for them to like come and stay with him and everything. And then like he like, you know, sucks the life out of Nick. Like, come on, man. What did what did you guys think about the ending? Did you like it or did you hate it or like indifferent? Honestly, I was confused. I thought I got like a bad version of the book or something. Because like at that point I was reading the book rather than listening to it. So now I was like, did I am I missing a chapter? <laughs> like I don't and then like I saw that there was like an epilogue or whatever, but it was just from the perspective of Domingo because like he's like still thinking about Othel or whatever and like you know she left and I was like that's it that's the it was like 
don't know. It just felt so rushed. It was like, okay, this entire action pack sequence happens. And then we're just like, nothing like that's it. We're just, it's like a, this chopped ending. Like (laughs) there was like nothing. I was like, we just went through so much intense stuff. And then we're just like, that's it. I don't know. I I was kind of, I feel like that was it was such a letdown I was disappointed I feel like for me I don't know I don't really like I I definitely think there could have been good parts added to the ending but I wasn't too upset by it because for me it was like once the people were killed and I don't know I I realized this like a few minutes ago when you were talking about like oh like you know, where we, like, they didn't actually take down the entire, like, necros, like, family who was targeting Othel, and I think it was, like, um, I don't know his first name, but Godoy, like, Nick's father, who was actually trying to go after Othel, and, like, you know, Nick was obviously had his own personal reasons for, um, wanting to really torture Othel, but, like, Nick's father is still alive so there's still like that danger out there but I also kind of felt like since we were mainly following Nick and Rodrigo once they were like dead and you know I I kind of saw that as like the ending and it was almost like I I guess there was somewhat of a like thinking in my head of like okay yeah if, if this were a movie like you would see all of that stuff end and then you would see like a quick like shot at the end of like things being happy and like awful leaving and all that stuff so I don't know I wasn't too mad by about it because I don't really like when stuff gets too like reflective or like jump into the future and like something else happens and I don't know I'm not a huge fan of that kind of ending but I also think you know there, there could have been more there especially given that you know there was still like there the threat out there um, and also the way that Othel left was definitely pretty sudden and Domingo was like, okay, that whole chapter of my life, me just killing a bunch of people, like, I guess I just gotta go live with that now and, like, maybe not even get therapy, like, he's homeless, well, I don't know what he's gonna do, again, don't know where this kid's life's gonna go, but... Well, she gave him money, so technically he's not homeless anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can get some therapy. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't hate it, but I like I was again listening to this on Audible, and I wasn't paying attention to how much time was left. And I felt like that ending was like a little abrupt. I was like, "What? Like it's ending now? Like this is the end of the book? Like there's no more to it?" I guess because yeah, I was. Yeah, she's out of Mexico City, but yeah, there's a whole clan that hates her and wants her dead, so it's not really done. Yeah, like a, even even some like foreshadowing maybe of like also like planning planning a coup against <laughs> against the necros or something. That would have been I, I would have appreciated one of those, but no, it's like well. She's off the face of the earth at that point. And I was like, mm, not satisfying. I am not satisfied. 
Yeah, I I also do think that when I was thinking about that, um, I feel like it is hard because maybe that's something the author was considering. But given that this must be a powerful like vampire family, and then there's Othel, like she has no one except Bernardino. Literally, like went out of his way to help her, but it was like this. The plot of the book was, you know, them like her kind of actually asking for help and um they didn't really know each other before then Bernadino only knew um Othel's mom and that's kind of how she you know approached him so it's not like he had a huge stake in Othel's life like I don't know I feel like her and Domingo they're not gonna like take down this clan (laughs) like I don't think there's a way that they could do that unless they had some help so I feel like if you take that into consideration it's like this girl's just running for her life, like, she's just gonna have to, I don't know, escape, and then, like, try to, like, come up with a new identity or something, you know, like, you can come up with it in your head, like, I I guess, yeah, to your point, I think it would be good if there was some, you know, explanation of that, maybe some, like, thing that the author says, you know, this is how she kind of avoids getting caught again, or, like, you know, other pursuits, but I think I think it would be hard for her and little Domingo to take down this vampire family after they kind of barely got out of this one. I mean, that's a fair point. I, I agree. I do think like her and Domingo together maybe aren't the best planners. But I do think that like, you know, since she was going to Brazil and there was like another clan in Brazil... You know, who knows? They could have teamed up. Maybe they could have gotten Bernardino back in the, you know, back in the posse. Could have all gotten together. The Brazilian vampires plus Otto, Domingo, and Bernardino. Dream team right there. Could have all just <laughs> gone and taken down those, the necros or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I would pitch this to Sylvia Moreno Garcia, but I don't think she's necessarily interested in developing this <laughs> series further. So yeah, I looked up if there was any talk at all. I I didn't see anything in my quick search. I don't think there is, but um, because she wrote a lot, like you know, her really popular book, Mexican Gothic. After <laughs> I don't know if she's gonna revisit this older book, but. If, you know, in some world where, you know, I guess sequels and, like, throwbacks are all the hype right now, would you read a sequel to this book? Yeah, I would read it just because I want to see what she would do with it. Like, how Brazil would be. Um, <laughs> We're just, it's just going to be in Brazil. We already know. <laughs> I mean, I guess she could... It could be somewhere else. I was just assuming Brazil. <laughs> yeah, that's where she ended up. That's right? where she's like, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of makes sense. But, like, if the sequel is about her taking down Nick's father and, like, that entire clan, I would 100% read it. Read it. Um, but the, you know, like, the key players aren't in anymore. Like, I don't know. She would have to, like, rekindle her thing with Domingo. Like, her dog is no longer there. And I feel like the dog was, like, you know, hella important key key player in that whole thing and then 
yeah like Bernardino still needs to be there if Bernardino's not there I'm not reading this book oh my god <laughs> he, he came in clutch so hard like he didn't even need to this man was living his peaceful life like in his nice giant ass house in mexico city and out of nowhere this girl is just like hey can you help me like these bunch of vampires are behind me and he's like fine all right i guess i'll help you and then not only that not only does he help he plays a key role in killing the main guy and like rescuing them i was like this man deserves so much better like best character in this book he did well for the sequel she could just be like her dog brings um bernadine no um domingo to her and then they can start up and take down the necros the dog died <laughs> what he lived yeah remember wait what bro did you read the epilogue it says that he saved the dog Right, I forgot about that. The dog? Wait, did I miss it? What book did you guys read? No, I I remember. It was was really weird because, like, I think there was definitely, like, oh, the dog died. First, like, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but it was, like, the dog died, but then you see Domingo again. He realizes it's off the left, and then he's like, no, I rescued the dog. But it's like Othel has already left. So it's just Domingo and the dog. I remember oh, now. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. He like pushes the dog in the cart. I forgot that part. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just, yeah. I remember the cart, which is like the cart that he usually has like his garbage collection in. He ends up saving the dog. Okay, yeah. No, I I forgot that. I read the, I read, that wasn't even in the epilogue. That was in the ending. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was in the ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, How I, did you guys forget that? Yeah, honestly, it was so that was like one of the really sudden parts for me. I was like, wait, I thought the dog died, but now it's back. But um, I also feel like there could definitely be, yeah, there could definitely be a sequel. We can write the sequel. <laughs> we could just bring Domingo and the dog back. I was thinking, oh, if the dog is not there and if, like, Domingo is, like, out of the picture, she could also find, like, another guy. Could be, like, an older human or maybe even a vampire. Who knows? Like, there could be another interest, love interest. But, um... Romance in Brazil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brazilian man? Maybe Brazilian better than man. this. <laughs> yeah i mean so much happened in the last like 30 pages i the dog coming back to life was lost on me (laughs) it's the most important part you know what i i that is true However, I felt Bernardino taking the life out of Nick was really, was really the key highlight there in that part. That's fair. All right. As we begin to wrap up, any final thoughts you all have? All right. Kunja, I think you have chosen our next book. 
I did. I did. So in the theme of Spooktober, Halloween, all that is spooky and creepy, I uh, decided to go with a thriller. So next for next week, we'll be reading The Other Black Girl by Zakia Dalila Harris. Um, so this is a thriller and it takes place in a workplace. Um, so it is a workplace thriller. And like really, that's all office, I know about it. <laughs> an office space? Yes. Like in oh. a, you know. In a, Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's also a new release. It was released this year. So. Nice. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't have to go into the office and, like, get paranoid. <laughs> Someone is trying to get me. But that's fun. I honestly... I mean, I don't know why I didn't think it would be a thing, but I feel like office workplaces are generally like very boring. So why would there be a thriller type of story going on? But I'm excited. Yeah. So look forward to that next week, guys. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.